Welcome everyone to another episode of the Nerotaku Gaming Podcast. This week we decided to, I guess, be a little bit more chilled. No groundbreaking news except one thing which broke the internet. Stay tuned for that. As in literally broke the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess uh, this week we're just going to talk about what happened uh, in the past couple of weeks in gaming and what we've been playing. As usual, uh, my co-host Robin is here. Hi, Robin. Hey, Dennis. Doing fine as always. Last week, when was that? Monday? Oh, no, this week on Monday, uh, media outlets got their hands on... Uh, Xbox Series X preview hardware and like the the impressions impressions are quite good very good impressions you know they could only talk about so much but you know, what they talked about you know it's looking pretty good yeah embargoes are a problem but uh, for a long time everyone has been saying ah the Xbox we haven't seen any game running on it is it actually that good finally people actually have hands-on experience with it so that's that's at least we, we get something no xbox series x exclusives were shown but we got to at least see games running on the system and got to at least kind of have a feel for its power somewhat well the journalists were allowed to talk about uh compact uh user interface controller design and uh, load tags load tags as well it's mostly just like upgrades to existing stuff instead of you know the groundbreaking new features or whatever i feel like load time is a pretty groundbreaking <laughs> like i i saw some of those comparisons and yeah. it is it is almost night and day especially like red dead redemption 2 uh-huh. uh, going from something like two minutes 40 seconds to like 30 seconds that's okay. huge man okay when i say groundbreaking i don't mean it's not groundbreaking i just mean in the context of like oh this is a old, new, next-gen feature. I just mean like, you know, uh, within the context of, oh, it's just it's an old-gen game, but with better load time. Yeah, they showed off a bunch okay. of games. If a game was on Xbox One X and it has got an unlocked frame rate, that is, you know, uh, they allow it to go up to 60 frames per second. But on Xbox One X, it was you know maybe unable to hit that 60 frames per second now on series x because of you know the extra power it on almost all occasions it's hitting that that uh, target frame rate every time so it's like if the game has an unlocked frame rate you're going to get a much smoother experience if there's a frame rate cap then uh, there won't be much of it. that's you know yeah, that's i noticed uh, i noticed the outer worlds had a cap on it for 30 frames and i played outer worlds on my pc and i was like just, my PC was like my laptop, what I was using for outer world, low end. So I was playing it at 30 FPS uh, 1080, mm-hmm. uh, low to medium settings, and I and it looked okay. And but when I compared it to the co- the console counterparts, I was like, this looks comparable. Like, was the game just gimped on console deliberately or whatever? But like looking at how it's running even on the Series X, I feel like um, maybe there's some tech there that Obsidian just didn't. Uh, you know, if they wanted to go above 60 FPS, if they want to increase the settings, then Obsidian will probably like have to go back and do an extra patch. thing with these uh, backwards compact enhancements we saw from uh, the journalists is that it's like, this stuff is just automatic by the system with no extra work put in. Yeah, it reminds me of the advancement that uh, Final Fantasy XIII got on the 1X. 
like the frame rate. To, 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 to be fair, the, the Microsoft did get the assets and touch those up. So. Well, for 13, really? Yeah, they did. Yeah, Microsoft's back compat team are kind of insane. They do, like, you know, to to a certain level because of how the software works. Like, they can just, like, they can they can do much more work than, uh, than, than you'd think would be done. Okay, that makes sense because the advancements that 13 got on the One X were, like, it was like a remaster, like a straight up remaster. Like. So you tell me they've touched it up makes sense because I was like, ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the, it wasn't Square, but I believe the back compat team touched it. The Xbox back compat team is very good. They've been working for a few years. They're doing very well. Do you think that they will do? They will touch up uh, stuff for the Series X. Uh, do they stop back compat for uh, Xbox One X? Is that what happens now? Like, well, they already said they're done with the uh, 360 games. Okay, so that means if you if you go to One X. No more 360 games are going to be enhanced for the One X now. Yeah, as far as I know, they, they said they were done try, with their 360 back compact program. They were like, what, 45%, 50% of all 360 games got ports. They said, okay, I think that's enough for now. Uh, we're going to focus fully on Series X back compact. That's fair. That's fair. That's a that's a good that's a good amount of games. I feel like the big ones were. Yeah, they've touched the big hands already, so it's like it's fine. And now the and now I think what they're going to be doing is like they'll get select Series X games and they'll touch them up. Maybe you know if the developer doesn't want to touch them up, they'll do it themselves. But I know like uh, we already know Gears Five is going to like have a double frame rate mode on Series X. So so yeah, updates and changes will come in. So what else was um, what else did we find out from this hands-on? experience oh you know load times load times are much faster mm-hmm. an example uh resident evil 7 one x one minute series x 12 seconds <laughs> that's almost unbelievable man <laughs> that's just one example you know the load times are having ssd load times are much better some of the, i remember a game i like myself final fantasy 15 would take forever to load like ages i i recall that as well <laughs> and then on series x it's, it's like oh yeah the load times are gone call that as well it's a good thing that they touched it up this ish. <laughs> so it's like oh even without developer input the series x back compat is just like so good the back compat team has got it working so well it's like a pc it's like uh you know you don't need to do anything everything is done by default for you just by having the better hardware it's you know one of the things which it's like oh i've put in a new piece of hardware in my pc and now everything is better i'm wondering though do you think that the load times will be comparable to that for series x games like native series x games or do you think we'll go back to two minutes for native series x games Nah, i think i think load times next gen in general will be much better i mean like we've already seen uh we've heard of some games which are being built for next gen like you know they don't have the xbox one or ps4 versions which already have super fast load time, so I, I, it will be fine. Oh, I, I hope so, I hope so. Speaking of load times, I noticed something as well with Quick Resume, yeah. Like the Quick Resume, apparently it was capped at six games. So if you load up a seventh one, first one that you suspended would uh, close. Mm. Six games is a good amount of games to have suspended. You can't do that on PC. Well, you can, so I can run like, uh, I think two games at the same time on my PC. <laughs> 
honestly, most... quick resume, man. As it's one of those features that it sounds cool, but man, I kind of don't think that's going to be very useful. Like, it's not a deal breaker, honestly. It's like, like dude, okay. no way. That that can't be. Okay, here's the thing. Do you play multiplayer games online? No, I don't. Uh, I that's the thing. That's the thing. So imagine someone like me, right? I play. So I play Overwatch, right? I play Overwatch. I play Dota 2. I play Football Manager and let's say whatever third person game. Let's say which. And I mm-hmm. I like to switch between those. It's like okay, I'm going to Football Manager. Now I'm going to switch to Overwatch. Now I'm going to switch to Dota. Now I'm going to switch to Battlefield. Having the ability to not close the game, then reload it, and close it, and then reload it, just like that. That is awesome. That is really awesome, and you have no idea. A lot of people will use that. Trust me. Yeah, like anyway, the, this I'm someone who like okay, I'm going to play this game. That's the game I'm playing. That's it. I, I can't see the you. I can see a few use cases, but man, look, if your load times are already 15 seconds, do you need that? I mean, the fact that you don't have to close the game, like, dude, think about closing and reopening a game. Think about that. Well, if you know, if opening the game takes 15 seconds, like it, it, it feels like sense. I don't know. It, it, I mean, I guess it's just the, it's just the quality of life thing, I suppose. And I feel like out of all the little quality of life things that have been announced, that's the one that's really going to resonate. Them. Right now, I don't think. Uh, I think the reaction to that right now is kind of like how you are feeling about it. I think everyone's gonna be like, yeah. and then when they start playing, they'll be like, oh. Okay, I don't know why no other console has this. So even PC, like they should think about doing something. Like I can see Epic like kind of trying to find a way to um, meld this sort of system in their app or something. I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems super cool for me. The Q and A, the Q quality of life system I've seen, which I am really happy about, is uh, it's actually coming to the Xbox app. It's also coming to Xbox One X, but you know. Even if you don't own a game, you can still preload the game. Ah, is this just on the Series X or on all Xbox consoles? I think it'll be all Xbox One consoles. That's very good. That's very very good. And you, you know why that's good for us here? We've got terrible internet. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's very good. So, like, let's say, um, but imagine if they allowed you to preload Cyberpunk right now, so that on launch day. Just straight up, just press play when you buy it. And the thing is, it's not just for uh, digital games, even disc games. So, like, let's say, oh, I've pre-ordered FIFA 21, and I'm waiting for the disc to arrive from the UK. It's going to take one week, but when it comes after one week, I still have to install it and download the patch. But with this new feature, I can do all that, and then I just put in the disc. The disc acts like a like a what's it like a key. And then I start playing immediately. That that is the sort of feature that you know that I really want. <laughs> That's going to be very useful for us here in Zambia. I feel like out of all the little quality of life stuff announced, that is probably the biggest one for us as Zambian gamers. The ability to preload, like you said, say FIFA 21, to preload that even if you're getting a disc, doing it now is is really good. One of the things that I find frustrating, um, uh, I remember saying, if I bought you a new console, that first setup, like you actually do a setup. Like people don't think about that now. Like I can't just give my I don't know six-year-old cousin a brand new PS4, PS5 because I know it's gonna be like set it up, log in, uh, you know, email stuff, verify, and then system update, and then you start the comp. Like <laughs> uh, having 
removing that nonsense. Like, I don't get why I should buy the console and then it says there's a system update, especially if you're buying it on day one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, as consoles get closer to PCs, there has to be that smart element still, but you know, it, it's still not as bad as setting up a PC, but yeah. <laughs> I'll let that dig go, but yes, true. <laughs> so yeah, that's the quality of life feature that I that I like, that I've seen that's like, okay, I, this is going to be really cool for people who s- still buy discs like myself, so it's like, okay. Yeah, this is super cool. Uh, even if I haven't bought the game, I can still preload the game. And then when the disc comes, or when I decide to buy a digital copy of the game, it's like, okay, boom, now I can play it. I can see why, you know, that feature hasn't been around for a while, but, you know, it's good to see it in now. It's a very, very good feature. <laughs> and and I, having, a, having a pick at the UI as well, like, I didn't see much of it, but, like, I saw a bit of it. It looks kind of like... Xbox One in the very beginning. Do you remember that? How it looked yeah. in the very, very beginning? It's, from what I can tell, it looks like the current Xbox One UI, but with rounded corners. <laughs> <laughs> Not much change, which is fine. I mean, whatever's there works now. Um, I, I don't like the Xbox One's UI very much. Like, you know, it, it, it does its job, but there's a bunch of, you know, there's some things about it which, like, which, which kind of like, uh, this is not great. But, you know, I, which, which UI in the past have you liked? Though? Like, this is a great console UI. PS3s. You know what? I also like the PS3, but people are like, oh, it's so basic. And I'm like, that's exactly why it works. <laughs> Plus, the PS3 had themes. <laughs> I mean, PS4 has themes. Yeah, but of. PS3, could, you could, uh, fans could make themes. And that's not allowed to happen now? No, no, no. On PS4, all themes have to go through the store on PS4. But on PS3, it's like anyone could make a theme. So it's like, you got, just oh, get a theme, put it on a flash, boom, new theme. Of course, you know, there's a drawback of PS3 themes never had music, but you know. I like the PS3's view. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Was there anything else that... Uh, I mean, we got to see it physically, like people put it in there. Um, yeah, most people are saying, and, you know, they're happy with the design, talking about the controller, the controller is more of the same, but you know, but it's... There's a share button now? Yeah, but the share button, you know, it's just like fine-tuned and stuff like that. So it's it's mostly what we know, but the big, the big stuff was the back compact. Oh! One more thing. Apparently, it's also dead silent. I mean, they played Xbox, like they played last gen games. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I feel like my PlayStation was also silent in the beginning. You know. <laughs> uh, look, if they they what's this? They played uh, what's this? Uh, Red Dead Two. Some of the guys just Red Dead Two. They said it's super quiet. So it's like you know, it's a good start at least. It is a good start. I hope. Uh, <laughs> Let's wait can... for Cyberpunk. And it's update and see if it uh, is still quiet. You, you can tr- you can trust Xbox hardware. Hardware wise, those guys are really good. So I think. It's I mean, I bought two Xbox 360s. So no, <laughs> modern Xbox hardware, not not Red Ring of Era, Red Ring of Death Era. Oh yeah, and one more thing: the, the little green thingy at the top is not a light. It's just like it's accents. Coloring. Yeah. It's just kind of cute. It would be absolutely insane if it was a light. It would be cool. It would make it more closer to the PC RBG. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just a small accent as a nod. It's fine the way it is. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's very nice. Yeah. I feel like that's everything from the Xbox camp. I missed that. There was something else that I missed. Uh, I, no, that was the big thing. The whole of last week was just, oh, 
people getting Xbox Series Xs now. Like even more uh, YouTubers have started getting them. There's I've noticed like even more. They got them yesterday or something like that. So it's like oh, they're rolling out the hardware. People are getting impressions. Probably going to have reviews and stuff later. Uh, it, it's email, happening. I'm gonna email Big Phil and be like, "Where is our Xbox preview, Phil? Huh? <laughs> that would actually be cool. Getting, getting review units." Okay, what else happened this week? Uh, we got more details on Spider-Man Remastered for PS5. Interesting. What details? <laughs> so, first of all, uh, when it was announced, when Spider-Man Remastered was announced, they said that, oh, you can only obtain Spider-Man Remastered if you own Miles Morales. It's more like a, like a bonus thing that you can purchase if you own Miles Morales. Like, uh, if you got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, to get assassin, that was the only way you could get Assassin's Creed Three Remastered. You needed to get the okay. season pass for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Just, just to not confuse the, the listeners, I don't really know the difference, and also not to confuse myself because I know we're going to keep saying Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. This was for the first Spider-Man, Spider-Man One, and Miles Morales Spider-Man Two. Okay. I know it's not Spider-Man Two, but there's going to be a point where we're going to have to start explaining stuff in detail, and it's going to get super confusing. So let's, let's stick with that for now. <laughs> okay, fine. To play Spider-Man 1, you can play it via backwards compatibility. You know, you play your PS4 disc, but you're not going to get... You're going to be missing features like ray tracing. Some of the... They said they're adding new suits, new trophies, uh, new assets, and of course, a, a completely redone Peter Parker, which we'll get into. <laughs> so if you play your PS4 disc on your PS5, that's what you, you, you're missing out on those things. But if you have the second game, you can pay an additional... The second game costs $50. If you own that game and you pay an additional $20 at any point or at launch day, you know, then you get the you get a new version of Spider-Man 1, which will have all those new features. Updated city environments, improved materials, ray traced reflections, new weather effects, uh, new skin shaders, near instant loading, haptic feedback, new photo mode features, new suits, new trophies, a 60 frames per second performance mode. You know, this one won't have ray tracing on, but it's an option. And of course, a new, the new model for Peter Parker, which they're probably going to use in going forward in Spider-Man 2, this new Spider-Man, whatever. That's what you get if you get this remastered version of uh, Spider-Man PS5. So there's a bit of controversy over two things. One is that you can't buy it separately. You need to have the upcoming game that's releasing in November to get this. Which is, they should offer what's this, an upgrade pack. You don't have to offer it free, but you know, you should make it available for people to buy. They probably, honestly, they'll probably make it available for people to buy after launch. I hope so. <laughs> I think I mean, so I really because that's what the, that's what Ubisoft did with Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. For a while, you could only get it if you had the season pass of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then you know, afterwards they said, "Okay, now you can buy." It. So, why why would they do this? Like, I feel like you can use this as an incentive, as a like to reward loyal PlayStation users. They say, "Oh, you bought Spider-Man, or guess what? Uh, even if it's not for free, guess what? Even just for ten dollars more." Uh, you get this uh, improved version uh, and that entices you who really like Spider-Man 
to get a new console because they're like, man, and now I can play it on my new console because it's shiny. Why would they gate it like that? Well, three things, actually. One, money. Two, uh, I'm actually on the same forum as one of uh, uh, Insomniac's um, uh, PR guys, uh, one of the social media managers. And then, you know, we ask him, oh, why aren't you offering it? Uh, what's this? Why aren't you offering it free? Whatever. It is like, oh, uh, we feel like we've made enough changes for to justify this. We've been working on this on these changes for the past year. You know, it's not just a, a patch or whatever. So, you know, they feel like, oh, this is a pretty big thing for us. And three, it's that... Yeah, you said that. Yeah, the third thing is, if you are buying a PS5, right? And you want the remaster. Are you really buying the remaster without buying Miles Morales? Like, wh- what's that overlap of people who... Just want to buy Spider-Man Remastered, but aren't getting Miles Morales as well. Okay, and are so getting a get, PS5. If you get Miles, you get the, up, the upgrade for free. To PS5, yes. Okay. Okay, I see where they're... Okay, now that you put it that way, I see where they're coming. I, I, I can see where you could come from as a developer in that point of view. I can see that. Yeah. But man, it still feels kind of shitty though. <laughs> Yeah, in an ideal world, it would be free, honestly. In an ideal world, but you know, it's not an ideal world. <laughs> it isn't. They could get more brownie points, but I guess yeah. that's not what they're going for. Why get brownie points when you can get money? <laughs> and I guess, you know, that's not the only thing that was controversial. <laughs> the controversial change is, of course, the new model for Peter Parker. So, you know, in modern games, in case you don't know, most of the time you get a real person, then you do motion capture on that person's face, and then you also do uh, you you do motion capture on your voice actor's face, and you make your model after another real life person. Sometimes are the same. Sometimes they change the model. The previous model was uh, John Bubniak, and now. They have got a different model named Ben Jordan. We can't, you know, unless you actually look at it yourself, you can't, uh, we can't express the difference, but uh, I'll try and describe it. In Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, the original game on PS4, Peter Parker is what, 23? He's 23. He's, he's 23. And he's supposed to be like, oh, he's been Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. So the old Peter Parker model was like, he looked a bit, you know, a, a bit weird. That he, was, he looked a bit older. But the new Peter Parker model looks way younger. Like, way, way younger. Even though, you know, even though the actors are both are both around that... Actually, the new actor is 26. The old actor is 19. was 19 at the time. Wow, <laughs> but, really? That's... <laughs> that's a, but yeah, basically the new Peter Parker looks way younger. And like, a lot of people are like, it doesn't make any sense. It's Peter Parker is supposed to be older. Now he looks like he could be Miles' classmate. It's like... Uh, he really does, though. <laughs> he, he looks way younger. I think it's something that pe- people need to get used to it. I get it, why they did it. They did it because uh, they had to, like, they're adding, you know, they're, uh, they're advancing the textures, you know, the texture mapping. They said that to pro- to properly do the mocap with the voice actor better, they say this new the new model do things will make the job easier. So like I I get the reason that man, it's just it's it's like if you play the original game and you play this, it's going to be really jarring. <laughs> 
<laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. The thing is, in terms of technology, the new model is so much better. You know, the shot of the lighting, and I've seen some like direct side to side screenshots, and it's like, okay, yeah, this model is way way better in terms of technology, but like in terms of the actual look of the guy, it's going to be weird. <laughs> but but here's the thing, Miles is the same model. And he didn't change, he just got better. So why did because, they have to change this guy? Because Miles was the same voice actor as well. Yeah, but the voice actor in this one is still Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. They said that Yuri Lowenthal does the mocap, right? The problem, yeah, Yuri Lowenthal would do the mocap and then the new model would be... Uh, and then the the model for the, for the face itself would be matched. Now, Insomniac say that, oh, because of how Yuri Lowenthal's face is or whatever, to be, to be able to get a more accurate, accurate depiction? performance. Yeah, depiction. Mm-hmm. That it was necessary to recast. That's what Insomniac say. And, and you know, it, it feels like a choice they didn't make like, likely. And I don't think it's a I'm choice sure. about money. So... I'm sure it's not because it does cost something to, to, to rig to model it and rig it and all that stuff or whatever they do that, that costs money so it's definitely not something they did without thinking <laughs> they did feel like no we, we need to change this so that um, the modeling is easier so we, we, we've got no choice but to believe them you know it'll be weird at first and but people are still people are overreacting that's for sure no, <laughs> there is an overreaction but it just goes to show, I, I always tell people, Spider-Man is so beloved. Like, as an IP, he is extremely beloved. It's, it's <laughs> it, I don't think it can be measured, like, how beloved he is. And this just goes to show you how such a small thing has caused so much... Afro. I don't know. Afro, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's funny because you spend 99% of the time under a mask anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the that's that's a big change with the Miles Morales with, with the with Spider-Man One remastered. I was looking at the ray tracing screenshots and like wow. At first I was like, okay, I'm not going to buy this uh, remaster. I played the original enough already, and then I've looked at the new screenshots and the new trailer and I'm like now I'm second guessing myself. That's part of the advantage of it being a remaster rather than, you know, than some than just like a touch up for resolution and frame rate. Because you know there's a bit more effort put in. Yesterday there was a pretty big piece of news. First of all, Twitter crashed. Now you may be wondering <laughs> why, why, why what does that have to do? Coincidentally, when Twitter crashed, um <laughs> There was an announcement for a new character in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. You know, when when a character is announced for Smash Bros. Ultimate in Nintendo Switch, it's always like really big. Like everyone gets excited, everyone wants to see who it is. And this time, the character who was announced was my was Steve from Minecraft. He's you, got, know, you said that like it was so disappointing. It was Minecraft Steve, baby. Minecraft Steve, yeah. He's got some skins as well. You can play as you can, you know, make him as Enderman and Alex and whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not the Minecraft guy, but you know, Minecraft is like the most, the highest selling game of all time or something. So this character is is actually pretty big. <laughs> it is. It's a huge, huge sign. Like <laughs> signing. It's a huge. It's a huge like. 
acquisition i don't know addition addition <laughs> it's a yeah. huge it's a huge addition because uh minecraft is also another one of the biggest ips in gaming and in entertainment as well i suppose especially for you know the kids you know gen z and below they are always playing minecraft i mean i remember and, mentioning and, you know i'm a zoomer right <laughs> You're an older one, though. You don't play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But like, yeah, it's. I think it's fun. Like the interactions and it, having like Steve in there kind of opens up. You're like, oh wow, maybe Boom Guy could be in Smash, or you know, like anyone could be in Smash at this point. I feel like when we got Banjo, Joker and Banjo Kazooie. At that point, that is like okay, all gates are open. Anyone can get into Smash Brothers now. As long as you're in a video game, you can get into Smash Brothers. I feel like that's when also the expectations that they grew like that with disappointment because every every fandom is not like it's probably my character, you know. And the only people who are constantly satisfied are Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah, look, every time there's a Fire Emblem character, everyone gets mad because like. <laughs> You know, in the Smash Four era, there's so many Fire Emblem characters like that. Everyone hated Fire Emblem. I love Fire Emblem, but uh, like thing was Minecraft Steve. You could go on Twitter and see equal excitement and equal people being upset because like, no, it's not my character. It's not my character I wanted. It's not Rayman. It's not Dante from Devil May Cry. Like, oh. Everyone, it's not Kazuma Kiryu, and then oh, dude, Kazuma Kiryu is so good. <laughs> you see, that's how it is with Smash these days. Now everyone gets mad when it's not who they want, and then oh no, who were people? Who were people thinking it was most likely to be? There was no prediction whatsoever. Like usually, there's you know there's no people who leak stuff for clout. Mm-hmm. Usually they they give people ideas of what to predict and stuff like, and then you know maybe there'll be a big rumor that to coincide. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that time people thought the next character would be Overwatch because Overwatch was being released for Switch at the time. It's like oh, there was at least some sort of expectation, but this time there was zero expectation. Nobody had any idea who the new character was going to be. Man, <laughs> so it's like. There was, there was that bit of excitement, and then the massive disappointment. It's like, oh no, it's Steve. Because like, look, as I said, I'm a Zuma, but an older Zuma. Uh, but like, if you are the type of gamer who is not into stuff like Minecraft, something like that, man, it it it's, it, it, it would really rub you the wrong way, I guess. <laughs> you know, I it doesn't bother me since like I I don't play Smash anymore. I can see why some people got mad. No, for sure, for sure. I, th- I mean, overall though, it's it's a good addition. How often do they get these new characters? Is it every year? Every six then, months? Supposedly, they need to be done with this season pass. This is the season pass two. End of next year, it needs to be done. So by that count, it means that this next switch is coming out end of next year. <laughs> I don't know that. Remember, Smash <laughs> Ultimate came out like you know one year and nine months. One one and a half years, one year and six months into the current switch. So it's like that. We'll see. We'll see. Do you think at this point that they'll make another smash? Like is that even possible? And they're just going to continue this one? Uh, there's a lot. There's I actually think. there's a lot of question marks about the future of Smash. A lot of people are like theorizing, like, oh, maybe now that they've done the big everyone is here game, maybe the next game will be a reboot. Rebooting what gameplay? Like. 
Yeah, they, 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 re- they reboot the whole gameplay concept of what Smash is. It's possible. To what? To what? Like, I feel like it's a genre unto itself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know because like... Uh, that's like saying you're rebooting Street Fighter. Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> that's not possible. Yeah, maybe they changed the art style. I don't know. Like, look, I think they said this season pass 2 is the last one. And then like, let's say they make Smash 6 on the Switch, on the Switch 2. Like, what's going to be the draw? It's going to be like, oh, it's, uh, everyone is here again. You know, everyone is here was the tagline for Smash Ultimate. So, like, they've got to think of something new for the next Smash game. It's probably going to be some sort of Marvel vs. Capcom type thing where it's like, okay, everyone is here. Or maybe not everyone's here, but, like, uh, all these side characters, like, just saying, like, from the jump, we're going to get all of these guys who wanted. Like, okay, Sora's in here, Dante is in here, Shani is in here. Or maybe they change genres. Man, that seems too risky to me. <laughs> yeah. But it's Nintendo, you never know what they're It's, it's exciting power. actually to think because it feels like Smash Ultimate is the end point of what Smash from the N64 could have been. This is like, this is the peak. This is as far as you can take this format. <laughs> no, that's, that's exciting, I guess. Yeah. That Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait for the next Switch before we can start speculating on that. But yeah. Any rumors on the next apps? It's been surprisingly super quiet. I thought it was going to be announced this year. Clearly I, I, not. I think Nintendo's Nintendo's CFO said that no, the Switch we're going to keep the Switch around for a long time. So the Switch came out in 2017. I think it's the next Switch in maybe 2024. Why? Why are people talking about the Switch 2 already? Is, is this the usual pattern stuff? Because Nintendo's always patenting stuff. You can't go by that. Uh, Nintendo's cycles are usually shorter. Are Nintendo's cycles usually uh, five five years? Yeah. No. Yeah. But anyway, that's why you know the the everyone the rumor is that there's going to be a Switch Pro to hold over until you know a Switch Two later on. Switch Pro is is going to be next year. No, I once they announce that, I'm going to be super excited for <laughs> everything that. I don't want to buy any more hardware, man. <laughs> 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 but it's Nintendo. <laughs> it's Nintendo was like, ah, man, more hardware. Would it benefit Nintendo? And I remember this was a thing that uh, I remember a lot of analysts would say two generations ago when they, when they were like, oh, mobile is going to kill consoles. When they were saying, would it kill Nintendo to just be like third party? Just release their games on PlayStation and Xbox? And I don't want that to happen. Like, I, would okay, they make look, more money though? Look, no, they wouldn't. Okay, I'd love love that to happen. Look, no, listen. I'd love that to happen in the sense that I could play Breath of the Wild at a good resolution and frame. Yes, I would love that to happen. But part of Nintendo's appeal is getting the most out of this weaker hardware, as well as the you know the uniqueness, the hybrid nature of the Switch part of why it's such a big success i use my switch mostly handheld myself and like you know it would suck if those if that wasn't there anymore i agree i agree i think they should keep say hardware for like handheld for me i'd always separated handheld nintendo from console nintendo but now so the now same. that they're now that they are hybrid that's fine but we're gonna get to a point where bro like i can't see how they how they go to 4K60 on handheld. I can't see that happening. Oh, look. I just can't yeah, see. Uh, there'll, there'll be compromises. Maybe they'll say that, okay, on handheld, we're only going to go 1080p60, and then we'll use what, you know, since Switch uses NVIDIA hardware, 
You use whatever DLSS to get there. And then, you know, boom, you're fine. I guess, I don't know, I'd also like the fact that games like Smash or Mario Kart, yes, they're huge, but imagine the, they would literally double their install base by being on Xbox and... Um, well, they, well and then you say, okay, look, Marvel Spider-Man sold nearly 20 million. Imagine if it was on Xbox and PC. Yeah, then it would sell 50 million or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know, remember, a big part of its ecosystem, Nintendo liked, Nintendo probably make more money. They make money getting royalties at the indie place. There's lots of indie games which, if they were just stuck on PC and PS4 and Xbox, they wouldn't have gotten the kind of spread they got by being on Switch. That's so, true. I, I'll, that's, I'll, I'll agree to that one. That's actually quite true. I feel like Nintendo, I, I don't say, I don't think Nintendo pushes their indies. It's that the people, there's not many new games that come out on the Switch. So when a good indie game comes out on the Switch, everyone's talking about it. Kind of like the way I feel Hades has gotten a push. I think it's because it's on Switch. Yeah, Obviously, I, it's super I, giant I, games and yeah, all I, that. I'm, but I'm getting Hades on PC, but I only decided to get it on PC after I heard it on, it's on Switch, you see? Exactly. So I think because everyone was... Hades is the newest big Switch game. So everyone is talking about Hades. Because of that. So I, I, I see what you mean. And, you know, I, I feel like Nintendo also do a good job marketing with their, uh, with their indies. You know, they've got, like, the indie directs, stuff like that. I feel like every time people watch the indie directs, it's constant disappointment. Like, I don't even know what Nintendo has. <laughs> indie directs, they set their expectations because they're indies. I don't watch the indie directs myself because I know that no, what I want is not going to be here. But, uh, you know, it's not like directly, but yeah. I mean, even if those people are still like, where is Silk Song? No Silk Song. <laughs> Point. Good point. Good point. Like, where is Silk Song, man? I need to Silk Song is the same place as uh, Elden Ring. <laughs> it's actually funny. Elden Ring is my most anticipated game, like to play right now. Most anticipated announced game, and it's a current gen game, which was supposed to be out this year. I don't think but it's gonna... It'll be cross gen. It'll be cross gen. Uh, I I think it's gonna be PS5 only. A doubt. I actually think so. They are probably contractually obligated to release it on PS4 and Xbox. So it's just going to play like garbage. You know how from software games like, have terrible frame rate for passenger. I feel like after Demon's Souls comes out, people are not going to... Um, this is one good thing that I'm very happy that uh, Demon's Souls will do. Is that people will finally play a good Souls game and be like, Wow, these old games were shit! How did we get through this? <laughs> Like, if Elden Ring comes out and it has this choppy frame rate stuff and weird control look, scheme... Look, I, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yes, Demon's Souls remake is going to be graphically the Polished. best Souls game. Yes. So even even the way... Dude, I can look at it and it looks like it. It looks yes. like it feels smooth. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely know what you're talking about. And it's, it's, a, it's sad, yes. <laughs> But here's the thing, from software's games, they mostly get by on art direction, very, very unique and very well done art direction, where you've got a game, you know that for a while, from software's games, their characters' mouths never used to move when talking, right? Serious? Mm-hmm. The character mouths never hey. used to move. Strong and unique art direction, you know, you basically, you basically take Berserk 
and you make it a video game. People look at that and they kind of don't care about the technical aspect because like, man, this is just, this has got the vibe and atmosphere that no other game has. Man, why doesn't anyone make a video game? That's... <laughs> because that would mean cooperate. That means collaborating with Miura, and Miura is like, oh, he's like, oh, he's doing playing Idol Master. <laughs> but there's a Berserk anime coming out. Uh, so Another one by uh, the Castlevania guy. Netflix. Yes. Is it? Is it 3D? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's it's like Castlevania basically. Okay, then that's pretty exciting because I absolutely hate the way the new Berserk animes have looked, so I'm like, I, I can't touch that with a six foot four. The only Berserk I've consumed is some of the manga and that and this and those first uh, 3D films, which are very yeah. good, by the way. Look, very, very good. Here's the thing, part of the appeal for Berserk to me, you know, as a manga reader, is how good it looks. And then the I arts, look at yes. The, yes, then I look at the 3D <laughs> films and the 3D anime and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't bring myself <laughs> to do it. Like, I value the art of Berserk that much. I feel like that's the reason why it's not good though, is because the manga art is so good that you can't really replicate that into the... Exactly! It, it, it's impossible. His art is so good. He's got the best art I've ever seen in any of any manga. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. I feel like the only close comparison that I've seen, I don't read much manga, but the closest I would see is uh, Claymore, especially towards the end. My yeah. goodness. Claymore manga, woof, the art was amazing. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so part of the appeal of the Souls games is that, oh, this fantastic art. Finally, I've got a video game that can replicate that art. So it's like, oh, they, from software games are able to get by being so technically terrible and being unpolished and having, you know, just you know, looking choppy because the art direction is so strong and it, they make it adds a level of atmosphere, which is hard to find anywhere else. We sure the power of the PS5 is so that's that hard. Which is the why I'm very is, sure Elden Ring is going to be on PS5. I'm very, very sure. Very, very, very sure. From Software could make a game on PS5 and it would probably still run like that. <laughs> like, you can, can't trust them. Technically, they are kind of incompetent. This is why I'm low-key worried for whatever Bethesda makes next. Like, there's no way you can get Bethesda. You can get that Xbox Series X hardware and make it buggy game please don't embarrass yeah, us it, like this <laughs> look you know you know how every time a new generation comes along then people are like oh now games are going to be 60 frames per second and then you know i just look at every people who say that at the side they're like man you don't know how these <laughs> things work well no matter how powerful your hardware is on console we are still going to get 30 frames per second game. nothing is going to change that's a shame. I am though looking forward to Last of Us Part 2 on PS5. That's gonna be good. Um, I played Left Behind on PS4. Man, different experience. Having those extra frames feels yeah. very good. Changes the flow of the game. We'll see what they do, you know. Actually, funny enough, we don't know how Sony are going to handle back comp- We know there's going to be a boost. We don't know, like, for example, Last of Us Part 2 has a 30 frames per second cap, so is it going to get a yeah. patch to remove the cap? Maybe. Are they going to do Last of Us 2 Remastered? Going by what's happened with Spider-Man, I feel it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. It's going to be like... Because uh, they also have to release a uh, faction, the multiplayer. They said they're going to do it, you know, separate. Oh, yes. So they could do that. Yeah. We, we don't know what will happen. There's actually going to be uh, a hands-on 
Japanese YouTubers and VTubers are going to have a hands-on PS5 this Sunday. So maybe we'll get more information there. Nice. That's as in Sunday, a couple of days from now? Yeah, Sunday, October 4th. From what we know, it's only Japanese YouTubers and VTubers. We don't know if it's anyone else. Maybe after that happens, we'll get some details with regards to how backup works. And then as time goes on, maybe we'll see what Naughty Dog happens. Uh, I, I would, you know, I'm saving my second playthrough for Last of Us 2 for, for PS5. I only play, I played once on PS4. I said, no, I'll do my second playthrough in New Game Plus on PS5. So, like, I'm waiting for that. Uh, let's see, what other news has happened? On the PC space, this is, like, hot news, like, right now. Uh, GeForce RTX 3070. That's the $500 card. The one which is, like... Which will probably be best value for people like ourselves. It's the normal one for people to buy. <laughs> yeah, the normal one for people to buy. Uh, they've delayed the release to 29th October. It's supposed to be mid October, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've delayed it to 29th October because they like they've heard the demand and the the launch of RTX 3080 was like terrible. <laughs> so, like they they want to like make more units and stuff, and then launch everything on a 9th of I feel like a lot of gamers have been super thirsty for... Um, hardware. For, for hardware, like, I don't know why though, I felt like this generation we were pretty good. The only time when I felt hardware was like, sucky, was um, PS3. Uh, and, and I think that's when I first, maybe it's because that's when I got, it was long actually. That generation was very long. And it's when I got into PC gaming again, and I really saw the difference, like at a glance. This generation, I really felt like we were pretty good. I don't know why yeah, there's yeah, thirst for hard. Yeah, PS4 and Xbox One games still look really good. But it's like, I don't know, people, people, just, people are tired. People don't want to be playing on Jaguar CPUs and HDDs. <laughs> Fair enough. So in general, this is, you know... Plus, you know, on the PC space, since RTX uh, 2000 was disappointing, you know, RTX 3000 being so good has like made PC gamers thirsty as well. That's true. I guess the, the, the bump in, in, in performance is, is helping. Yeah. The, I the, hope they announced the 3060 as well. Probably next. I, I think that they were, I think AMD is going to announce their mid to low end stuff which might make people go ooh let me not buy the 30 and then in video just go boom look <laughs> I, I think that might happen <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see pc marketing in the pc space is weird i've noticed that these intel nvidia they do a lot of shady stuff like oh amd is releasing a new product okay we're releasing a new product the day before yes there's a lot of that i think it's because it's very small and insular so everyone kind of has to jump on whatever everyone is doing. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> like looking at it from the like the way the console manufacturers compete, and then you look at the way the PC manufacturer PC part manufacturers compete. It's very different. True. Anyway, I'm I'm very hyped to see what AMD does if they do make something which is affordable and matches what Nvidia are doing. I'm definitely going to switch sides and get an AMD GPU. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and okay. honestly speaking, there's never been a better time to Never been a better uh, time in if, general. If, if, like, the games are finally coming out, the services are... I don't think the games are targeting the PC audience, but they are. the services are kind of trickling us services by accident, and that's fine. <laughs> 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited. Okay. Yeah, that that's cool. I uh, what's the MD thing? It's later this month, huh? Yes, it's later. And, okay. uh, they have to reveal Zen 3. That's the new CPU architecture. And then they have to reveal big navi the new gpu architecture it's you know it's, it's going to be a busy month for them it's, you know this month october this is the month before next gen consoles launch it's supposed to be a busy month for everyone now which is- by this time i feel like this is when games are supposed to come out i feel like battlefield or cod should have already come out by now right uh there's no battlefield this year but cod is coming out in november and it has a next gen version or it's just first gen version? yeah both cross both They're coming out at the same time. Wait, so there's a next-gen version of COD. Yeah, next-gen and current-gen version of COD are coming out at the same time. I think it's coming out on the same day as the PS5, I believe. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I wonder what you sell. You know, I I, I wonder. <laughs> it's, it's Call of Duty. Like, most people who are buying the next-gen console are going to pick up Call of Duty and Spider-Man. I'm guessing those two are going to be the big, like, oh, if you're buying next-gen console, you're getting this. Even though they're on current gen, you know, that doesn't change the perception. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I uh, I can't wait. For, for yeah. me, like, the only game that I think I'll be playing is Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. It's kind of what I'm building my PC for, is Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077, November 19th. In, in case any of our listeners want to get Cyberpunk at a decent price, uh, on Amazon.com, it's going for $10 off. You can get it for $50 instead of $60. And that physical version does come with goodies, you know, like a soundtrack, map, compendium, postcards. So, you know, it's a pretty good deal. I would recommend if you're interested in Cyberpunk that you get it on that deal instead of waiting. Yeah, no, uh, CD Projekt Red really do a good job with their packaging. Because even on digital, when I got uh, Witcher, it came with the soundtrack, it came with the, you know, the map. Obviously, it's digital, but like yeah. when you open the folder, and, and I found this out, like I think six, seven months later, because I was like trying to move the folder from one part of my hard drive to the other. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, what's this? And then I saw like the soundtrack. All oh, the goodies. Like, yeah, like just a lot of concept arts it's super cool yeah cd project red you know they treat their customers well only they treat them the same but (laughs) not for today not a topic for today (laughs) yeah in game releases crash bandicoot 4 came out today otherwise you know the Nothing much has happened this week apart from, you know, those those things we've talked about. The major thing was the Xbox Series X impressions. Uh, Action Impact came out, a weird game that everybody's talking about. Uh, uh, I want to, I don't want to play it now. I, I don't want to touch my PS4 at all. I haven't touched it in like a, I haven't had a proper gaming session on my PS4 in months. Like I turn it on occasionally to check a few things, but like properly playing on it, I'm, I haven't done that in a while. I want to save everything for next year. <laughs> I, I like. <laughs> I really don't like the PS4 hardware right now. It's so loud. You got a pro or a no? I've got a, a, a just a base OG PS4. But you know, uh, yes, earlier we were talking about thirst for new hardware, and you know mm-hmm. that's the sort of thing that I guess is making people thirsty. Makes too much noise. <laughs> it's, it's it's those sorts of things. So like you know, I'm kind of off PS4. So. Even though Genshin Impact, I want to play it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold off a bit before before I try playing it. <laughs> well, it's a it's free, right? Yeah, Genshin Impact is it's a free to play game by Mihoyo, the Chinese company. Genshin Impact, it's a 
RPG that has got gacha elements. For those of you who don't know what gacha is, basically it's the the gambling. nonsense. It's the gambling <laughs> nonsense on your mobile phone where you you <laughs> you're basically like rolling dice to get characters or whatever. What are you rolling for in Genshin? Uh, party members. Okay, so you're rolling for waifus. Nice. Yes, you're rolling <laughs> for waifus. So you know the impressions are pretty good. People, you know, it's obviously the honeymoon period. People like it from. What I've seen, the game is extremely beautiful. Like, if you like anime art style, there is no reason like to not try Breath of the Wild. Yeah, a lot. That that's the big thing. Oh, it's a Breath of the Wild ripoff in terms of visual. But like, if we're being, you know, keeping it to a buck in terms of actual image quality, it probably looks better than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it actually does look better. Than... <laughs> mm. So this is why Nintendo should be third party, man. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> That that's part of you know, that's what I was saying. I'd love for Nintendo to target better hardware. But yeah, Genshin Impact looks stunning. The screenshots and gameplay. You know, if you like anime art style, there's no reason to not to touch it. It's free. It's only like eight gigs. If you have a PS4, give it a download and see how it goes. I think I it's think, on mobile as well. And it's on mobile as well. Although you know, although you, I checked, I checked uh, on my thing, it was not in my region. So I don't know how that would work. I don't know if you'd have to do the API nonsense. <laughs> but it's on PC also, so yeah, it's also on PC. Like you know, if you've got uh, decent enough hardware and you like, if you can play on a controller, like I, I recommend try getting it for your console. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Sure, that's sure. you know, that that's the other big game release that happened this week. I feel like that got covered what happened this week. Uh, you want to talk about what you've been playing? You. I, I noticed your thread. You finished like what, fifty-four games this year? Thirty-four, which is, you know, I I think that's okay. I want to do more next year. This year, you know, I kind of had a bit of a slump. It was a period where I was like uh, kind of demotivated and I stopped playing playing as much. You know, I stopped putting in as many hours. I, for me, that would be me next year. This year, I didn't play many games, uh, even new releases. I usually play like, I don't know. 12 new releases a year, something like that. I know it doesn't like much, but it's a lot to me. Oh, uh, new, yeah, new releases, uh, new releases are, are maybe at like 10 or something. A lot of the stuff I've played is old stuff. This year. What have you recently completed? This year, like for ever since, when was that? Ever since the start of August, of August I've just been playing like uh, Super Robot Wars games. Like when I finished Ghost of Tsushima, I was at, that's when I said to myself, okay, let me bench the PS4. So you're playing Super Robot on, on, on what? Vita? I'm playing on PC, emulation on PC. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said. What, what consoles did they usually come out on? PS2? Oof. They've been on every console SNES, PS1, PS2, GBA, DS, PS3, PS4, PSP, Vita. But like most of the ones I'm playing are the PS2 ones. Yeah, that's where I remember seeing those games. Yeah, <laughs> mostly been playing. What PS... what what are they like? What genre would you say they are? Uh, have you played Fire Emblem? Yes. So yes. it's a tactical game. It's, it's a it's a strategy RPG. Yes, strategy RPGs. But the appeal is that it gets. All your mecha anime and makes them as a crossover game. It's like your Super Smash Brothers of mecha anime, but as a tactical RPG. Yeah, uh, the, the crossover mecha thing I played was um, the Dynasty Warriors mecha cross. Forget what it was called. They always have funky names, but I really enjoyed that one because I I I actually like mecha. 
Yeah, haven't watched much recent Mecca, but I, I really like. Uh, I don't really like Musou games, you know, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, games. Dynasty so, Warriors games, you know, they're an acquired taste. I don't like the man. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll try the Super Warriors games because I don't mind the strategy, tactical game. I oh, do like know, the whole mashup. There, there, there's a big, there's you know. There are some drawbacks to Super Robotics games in that only the last three, the ones that came out starting in 2016, so that's the last mm-hmm. four, are in English. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, Super Robotics is actually where I learned, like, you know, if you're a weeb, you obviously have some knowledge of Japanese, you know, maybe you yeah, know how to... For me, that's where my weeb knowledge started. I learned how to read and how to read some Japanese from Super Robotics games. So it's like, <laughs> and you know they're easy enough to understand. That's why I'm able to play them. But like, if you want to get into the series, it's better you play the newer ones because those at least are translated in English. Sure. For a while, yeah. they weren't be you know because of licenses and stuff like uh, series like Macross, which are like <laughs> you can't you can't bring that to the West because oh no, it has to become Robotech and it's like oh man, it, it's man the Macross thing. I don't get I don't get it. It's so weird. Like you know, there's still no like legal version of Do You Remember Love? Yeah, I, that there's no legal version of anything Macross apart from the first one because of. Harmony Gold, like, if I get into this rant, really upsetting, <laughs> because uh, just, I think last year or the year before, the contract was supposed to inspire, expire, and then it was supposed to be like, oh, now they can bring Macross all across the world. And then they renew the contract for another 10 years, it's like, oh my god. Why did they renew it? What are they even doing with it? I don't know. I heard they're trying to strong arm Sony into making a Macros live action. Or not Macros, hearing, ro- Robotech live action. I've been hearing movie. about that for a very long time. Now that you mentioned it, I yeah, so it's, it's just like, like a crappy Netflix. Yeah. So like Macros is just one of many shows, anime in Super Robot Wars that have made it difficult over the years for them to translate them. And coincident, it's not coincidental. Uh, the past three games, the ones which have been in English, there's been no macros at all. Meanwhile, yeah, the games that before that sense. had macros. So it's like, oh. <laughs> it, I get it's a, it's a sacrifice to get the games in English. And I think it's a worthwhile sacrifice because even though I like macros, having them in Super Robot was not as important as having the games in English. At least we'll get more, at least we're now getting more of these games coming across. I remember when we were just getting Yakuza's was. <laughs> Yeah, Sony had to pay for the translation for Yakuza 5, I remember, instead of uh, And they released it as digital only, and it was like a weird release. And then it did well, and, and as usual, as Robbie likes to complain, he's like, that's, that article that always pops up, like, Sega, I'm surprised that this game did well. And it's like, do you, are you not, do you, like, how is this yeah, surprising? I remember when before <laughs> Persona 4 Golden came out on PC, it's like, oh, Sega, uh, Sega is surprised that Persona 4 Golden has done well on PC, like, ah. Obviously, it was going to do well. Come on. <laughs> Even the Persona dancing games and, and uh, the Persona fighting game, all those, I remember seeing the article. Oh, we're shocked at the response. Of it's like, what? Do you think your games are like, like, who? Are they not online? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Sega are a very weird company. Very, very weird company. I've got a love hate relationship with Sega. That's why it would be great that Microsoft buys them next Please, year. no. <laughs> Please, no. I, I, I don't want to have to deal with the nonsense of. Oh no, no more Sega. <sighs> no. Okay, look, if I, there's only one compromise that I would agree with. If Microsoft were to buy Sega, 
Atlas would have to go independent. That's it. How would that work? That doesn't exactly. That's the sort of compromise I'd have to make for me <laughs> to be okay with uh, with so Microsoft. So Atlas buys. goes indie, and then Microsoft buys everything else. Yeah, I'd be okay with that because, in as much as I like Sony, the only thing that really keeps me attached to Sega right now is Atlas. So I I would be very happy with the Sega Microsoft thing. <laughs> I was very excited when when Football Manager was announced to be on Game Pass. I was like, yes, almost sixty dollars every year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you know, Sega and Microsoft's relationship is you know, the, you can tell that they're at Microsoft. You know, when Phil Spencer goes to Japan, it's very clear that the guys who he went to visit were Sega. Because isn't <laughs> Sega also the Fantasy Star guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely Sega. That, like, I, you know, I totally see that coming. I thought, dude, it's gonna happen. Sega is gonna be bought. No, the thing is, uh, uh, they're a Japanese publisher, and Japan kind of have laws to make acquisitions by foreign companies kind of difficult. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like the the hoops that Microsoft would have to go through to buy Sega because Sega, a public Japanese company, you know, it, it won't be as straight. It wouldn't be straight. You know, it feels like it's just wishful thinking. You know, it's like oh. Microsoft will buy Sega, and then this will change the tide of the console war. But it's like uh, you've got to look at logistics. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess uh, I guess that about covers everything that we had, right? Yeah, it, it's been a relatively easy. You know, it's been a more quiet week than the ones before. <laughs> it was a barrage. This like last September was <laughs> September was crazy. <laughs> There was a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, man. When Cyberpunk comes out, it's going to be like, okay, get get your awards lined up. Start calling CD Projekt representative, and then you know, if you don't want to give it to Cyberpunk, okay, start calling in the Naughty Dog representatives. It's really obvious. This year is a little bit more obvious who the Game of the Year contenders are. I mean, let's wait and see. I I I I have a feeling that Cyberpunk is not gonna land. That way. Nah, it looks like it's got all the mainstream appeal that it needs to. It's got Keanu Reeves. Like, come on, how mainstream are you gonna get? Unless I'll be the one who's disappointed. I want my immersive sim. If it's not an immersive, it's not an immersive sim. This is, you know, I, you know, uh, this will disappoint a bunch of people who were excited for it to be an immersive sim. But you know, I think it's going to be, you know, RPG cyberpunk. It's going to be futuristic GTA. That's the way it looks. I mean, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, we'll see when the game comes so. out. But you know, it's going to be released to mass critical acclaim, and then there'll be a few people who wanted an immersive sim who'll be disappointed. <laughs> They're telling me that I'll be disappointed. This is not good <laughs> if, if you want an immersive sim, you'll be disappointed. But if you don't, if you want, if you want GTA set in a cyberpunk setting, you'll get whatever you get what you want. Oh, that's at least from what I can tell. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess we we'll have to wait and see, and uh, I guess that will do it for this week's episode. We'll be looking forward to next week's. Uh, I'm sure there will be a lot that uh, happens in between. Um, and yeah, once again, thanks for listening, and uh, I guess uh, you hear us in the next one.